0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to visit with Dr. Brian Miller. Doctor's a PhD. He's executive vice president and chief digital officer of Intuitive. Intuitive is the world's leader in robotic surgery. It's got this incredible both footprint, foresight, and, and way of working with surgeons and systems to really provide advanced, minimally invasive surgery. Uh, Dr. Miller, Brian's going to talk to us today about sort of the role of chief digital officer, the things that he's watching, what he's most excited about, and a lot more. Brian, could you take a moment and and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and and, and sort of what, what are you most focused on?
1: Yeah, and, and Scott, thank you for having me, and it's uh, it's great uh, great to be here today. And so, uh, yeah, so just a little bit about my background. I was uh, trained as an engineer, so a electrical and computer engineer. Uh, but early on in school, uh, was introduced to this concept of human machine interface or human and robot interface, which um, at that time had nothing to do with surgery, had nothing to do with healthcare, uh, but it was fascinating to understand. And I was a controls engineer. Understand how do you program and develop robots so that they could interact with uh, with people uh, to do things that were uh, that were interesting. And so, um, so went went through school and and uh, and, and that was the focus of, of my PhD, which was actually humans interacting with virtual environments across networks. So you had to deal with delay, you had to deal with a, a range of, of challenges. Um, and then I was really fortunate, got lucky right when I was finishing my degree. Uh, to meet uh, an individual, uh, Dr. Yulin Wong, who had started Computer Motion, um, uh, which was a company doing similar things to Intuitive at the time, and developing you know surgical robots. And first time I heard about it, but uh, but I jumped in, and and my first task was to uh, program the robot and and help us get FDA clearance so that it could be used on uh, on patients. And so um, and so that was that was the beginning, and and for me. Uh, what's so fascinating, I've uh, been now at Intuitive for 24 years. And, uh, and when people ask me, well, why do you keep doing it? It's it's because of this intersection between technology uh, and helping patients. And it's just fascinating. And I continue to learn things um, every day.
0: So that that's fascinating. So 24 years at Intuitive, that's amazing. And the, and the amount of growth that's been seen in that period of time is remarkable. Talk a little bit about, as you look at the sort of this intersection of Digital technology, robotics, other issues. What are the big issues that, that you think about at night that might keep you up at night if you were worried about things or just excited about things? What keeps you up at night when you think about yeah. sort of robotics and digital and so forth?
1: Yeah, so what, what, what keeps me up at night, uh, uh, both uh, as an excitement but also as, uh, uh, you know, is really trying to get things moving is that it, it is clear um, that's uh, the power of, of analytics and in uh, the data that drives it um, to really deeply understand um, not only what's going on, um, but guide you to uh, what you can do about it uh, to improve. And so, uh, so what keeps me up at night is, is it's staring us in the face. It's, it's right in front of us that we can have a, a big impact, um, but there are challenges in quality of data Uh, standards around being able to connect various data sets Um, and once you have unique data like uh, uh, things coming from the robotic platform um, and these are signals that uh, that that don't exist anywhere else we can measure uh, how a surgeon is interacting uh, with the instruments and and once you use those unique data sets and you start connecting those to uh, clinical or operational outcomes that can be really powerful and uh, and and I just want to go faster because of, of, of the value it can bring
0: Thank you. And in the digital world, when you define digital health, it's one of these kinds of things today where there's, there's thousands of different definitions or different unique definitions. Talk a little bit about in, in the digital space about how you're sort of working with digital health to use data responsibly and, and try and improve patient outcomes. How do these things tie together with digital health?
1: yeah yeah and so our our the w- way we view it in our approach is like everything that we do at intuitive, you know, we start off by really um, being clear about articulating what is the opportunity or the question you're trying to answer or the problem that you're trying to solve. and And, and the reason that that is so important um, is because that will then lead uh, to identifying what data is necessary. Um, and, and drive the responsible use uh, of that uh, of that information. And so um, when you go through and, and our approach is to really engage with customers um, so that collaboratively we can identify uh, what is the value of uh, of of using data and analyzing it and, and improving. Um, And so when you get there and then when you start having to tackle the things that are really important around privacy and security uh, and the measures that, that we take as a company and in collaboration with our customers so we can address those concerns, if we've got the why we're doing it. And, and the value that it will bring, then people get into problem-solving modes and, and you can work through uh, some of those challenges. And that's the approach that we've taken. And, and while you have to be really thoughtful and really careful about those types of things, if you get the why and you get the value, then we found that we uh, we can move forward together with our customers.
0: Tell us a little bit about, you serve as chief digital officer at the most advanced robotic company in the world, Talk a little bit about at least the most advanced robotic surgery company in the world, Digital Health, Robotic Surgery. How do you work on supporting hospitals and health systems? What approach is, particularly at a time where hospitals and health systems are facing so many financial and staffing headwinds? How do you go about trying to make sure you're supporting your hospitals and health systems? Yeah. So
1: our, our view, so we view the efforts that, that we decide to invest in, um, in, in the same way that customers look at their hospital, which is uh, captured in, in what's called the quadruple aim, uh, which involves uh, improving patient outcomes. That's, that's why we are all in this, um, but also patient experience, care team experience. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, you know, bringing that together to uh, to reduce the uh, the total cost of treatment. So, um, and so our approach in in viewing uh, the types of things that we do through that lens, you know, allows us to connect uh, with our customers in areas that matter to them, um, and, uh, and, and we're able to uh, uh, to start putting an action plan together and, and moving down the path. Um, we have this concept that uh, that we call the virtuous loop. And, uh, and, and, it's, and it's powerful because what it allows you to do is once you have uh, data that is this high quality and it's the right data um, and you go in and you start to extract what are those important insights that you can get from that data. Um, um, and, and then the next step that you take is you go, OK, well, what can we do about it? And so um, so by providing an ability to go from data to insights and then ultimately action. Um, but being able to see where a uh, uh, hospital is currently at so that they can measure and say, okay, how are we doing in this space? But then as they apply those actions, being able to track and monitor to make sure that they're improving, um, that has been an approach that has been uh, you know, very, uh, very important and very powerful uh, as we engage with our customers because then they can see how the various digital solutions that we offer are actually impacting uh, their business, whether it's better clinical outcomes, or improving their operational efficiencies.
0: Thank you very much. And, and, and right now, there's tremendous discussions around AI, generative AI, machine learning, and so many terms that are newer to a lot of us. Probably not newer to you, but newer to the rest of us. Why should people invest now in these concepts and these tools to help surgeries? Why is now the time? What are some of your thoughts around that, uh, Brian? yeah it's its a, it is a great question.
1: I'll I'll start off. I'll go back to the uh, the virtuous loops for a moment because it will help uh, it will help highlight that. And so that concept of, of the virtuous loop, we actually see three areas um, that uh, that we're focusing on and, and we have heard from our customers that matter to them, and that's around improving outcomes. Um, and so using that data, finding insights and, and then those actions, and closing that loop around uh, improving patient outcomes. The second is uh, um, uh, enabling personalized learning. And so this is uh, leveraging those data and insights to be able to say, hey, uh, if we want to engage in a continuous improvement program, um, where do we need to spend our time and energy? You know, surgeons and care teams, they are busy. Uh, as you said, there is uh, challenges in, in a shortage of healthcare uh, workers. Um, and so having very purposeful ways that they spend their time to improve is, is really, really important. And so that's the second. And the third one is, as you back up and look at just the overall, what it takes to deliver care uh, is a range of, of things. It's not just what happens in the operating room, but it's what happens before and after. And so closing that loop around optimizing efficiency and the insights and the information that we can provide to help them do that. And so, so that's kind of the framing and the framework with which we think. Now, when you get into things like artificial intelligence and machine learning, I think for me... I view it as overall, I think it's really important for executives to invest in in uh, in, data-driven continuous improvement. And and, and we've been able to see uh, that when you look at it in that construct, you got high quality data and it's the right data combined together, that the insights that it can generate are truly meaningful and they can start to see those improvements, uh, which help with some of the headwinds and some of the stresses that uh, that they have. Um, And AI and ML... Uh, it's a tool, but but it, it has helped us advance in and, and uh, tackle some of the more complex problems that have large data sets, and and it's hard for humans, or and sometimes impossible for humans to be able to see the patterns or, or understand the uh, the trends, and so so that's why in my opinion they ought to invest not because of AI and ML, uh, but it's because of this data driven continuous improvement that can uh, that can be had, and so just a quick example of uh, of, of what we've seen so. Uh, we worked with Adventist Health uh, in in Simi Valley, uh, in in Ventura, California, so Southern California. And uh, what they were looking at is they were new to their program. It was uh, about three years ago, and so um, uh, they had three DaVinci's and and twenty surgeons that were uh, uh, becoming uh, DaVinci surgeons, and and they were noticing that they were you know losing patients to uh, to other hospitals in the area, and so uh, they wanted to understand how can they build their program and really start to show uh, that they were doing it responsibly and and that there was an ROI for uh, for their healthcare system. And So um, uh, in working with them, we started to apply uh, some of our digital solutions from from our digital portfolio to different areas uh, that are required to build a healthy robotics program. And um, and just to highlight a few, uh, we have Intuitive Hub, which is our edge compute device at the point of care inside of the operating room that allows for capturing of this rich data that, that can be analyzed. It's also the conduit for bringing in uh, information for clinical decisions. So we have telepresence where you can connect in an expert if you need a consult or you need uh, a second opinion. Um, so they started to they adopted that. Uh, they also started using MyIntuitive, which is a, uh, uh, an app with which surgeons can come on and they can understand. We give their data back to them. They can understand how they've done, where they're performing. They've got a timeline that shows them every step of the way during the procedure, when did I use this instrument, when did I do that? And they're able to use that and sit down with their care teams and go, okay, there's a point in time in the, in the procedure where we had uh, there was no activity. Well, what was going on? Did we not have the right instrument? Was somebody running down the hall? So they were able to break it down and start to understand where they had opportunities to improve. And then they started seeing that improvement in subsequent procedures. Um, they also started to activate uh, learning. So giving the surgeons uh, uh, access to tools where they could continuously do self-improvement uh, with our SimNow, which is a virtual reality simulator where a surgeon can sit down and practice skills, drills, and, and, uh, and techniques, um, and then access to remote proctoring, where, uh, where as I mentioned before, they could bring in expertise into, uh, into the operating room. And finally, they said, okay, let's look at our whole program and do analytics. We have uh, um, uh, what we call our custom hospital analytics, where they could look across their entire surgery service line and understand how robotics was comparing to open and lab, uh, both clinically and operationally, uh, to see how things were improving and, and to see that the robotics program was, uh, uh, was, was improving quick quickly. Um, and so when they looked at it and said, all right, now let's just see, what are the, what are the outcomes? What, what are we seeing in our business impact? Um, they started to see that they were getting increased market share. Um, and so they were solving their initial problem that they wanted to, to, to solve. They were also lowering costs. So they were getting quicker in the operating room because they were taking out some of that uh, idle time. And they also were looking, saying, hey, can I use this set of instruments? And they were able to control the cost of of that. So they were getting that total cost to treat. That's part of the quad aim. And then finally, uh, they were a better uh, surgeon and and care team experience by giving them access to those tools uh, for self-improvement.
0: Thank you. Take a moment on this question and, and bear with me for a second. So you did 25, 30 years ago. A master's in science and a PhD in mechanical engineering and robotics and haptics. And twenty five years later, I mean you did that at Northwestern, brilliant academic institution. You've been in robotics for twenty five plus years. I'll ask you two questions. First is what are you most excited about for the future in terms of robotics and digital health? And the second question is, did you ever envision, because you got into robotics early when, when it was just an evolving field did you ever think the advances that have come to this point would come i mean how did you look at 25 years ago versus what you see today and what are you excited about for the future
1: yeah so i'll, I'll start off yeah with with your uh, your second question i would love to be able to say 25 years ago that I could predict that we would be where we're at today and, and the future would look like this. Um, but, but I would say that uh, uh, I, I, I did not predict it. And uh, now it was, you know, a lot of people uh, and a lot of hard work and, uh, and dedication and focus on doing it. Um, and so when I look back, you know, and hey, I, I can see why this much progress has been made and the impact on patients is, uh has, has been seen. Um, but, but it is some uh, un- unbelievably remarkable things that, uh, that the teams have been doing over the years. And so I, I definitely did not uh, think 25 years uh, uh, ago that we would be sitting here where we're sitting now, um, which which makes me, Then as I look to the future, go, man, um, I think it's going to be very different than what I can envision today. Um, Now I've got 25 years of experience and and a little bit more – uh, a little bit more uh, uh, knowledge about the space um, but uh, but I, I think you know next twenty five years are going to be unbelievable there's There's two areas where I am uh, really excited about and uh, and excited to see the impact because uh, teams are working on these things today and 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 the first one is what I alluded to uh, with regard to that personalized learning and when you think about you know we 've done over twelve million million procedures uh, uh, to date with uh, with da vinci and capturing that rich data over those 12 million procedures. And that continues to grow every single day uh, as we do procedures. Um, uh, that knowledge of here is what was done, here's the technique, here is the outcome for the patient and, and the learning over that, being able to harness that and then deliver that back to surgeons that are early in their career going, look, here, is, here are best practices, here is the way to do things, um, is just powerful. And, and in the age of
0: compute,
1: uh, and things that are always online, uh, the ability to spread that throughout the world very quickly is, is extremely exciting. And so that will continue to grow. The second um, is, uh, uh, you know, moving into a, a realm of being able to give surgeons information in real time why they're doing the procedure that they've never had before. So this is the ability to go in and see beneath tissue. So advanced imaging technologies where you can uh, can see the beneath tissue, you can identify structures that you can't see. um, And these are things that will not only reduce complications in surgery, but have the potential to eliminate them because you can see them, you can avoid them. And so that is an area that will continue to grow. Um, But I'm really excited about what we can do in in kind of this uh, this next phase of being able to really drive better patient outcomes.
0: Brian, Dr. Miller, thank you so much. What a a fascinating field you ended up being in the leadership of at the leading robotics company, surgical robotics company in the world, Intuitive. Thank you so much for sharing some of your thoughts with us today. What a pleasure. I always learn something when I talk to yourself and people from Intuitive. Fascinating what you're doing. 12,000, 12 million procedures so far. Is that what I heard? Yeah, 12 million and counting. That's an amazing number. Who would have thunk it? Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.